Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to Let's Go on an Adventure where I talk about all your fun bookish uh, type needs where we go over reviews of different books and I talk to you about them. Today is going to be a little bit different though. So I follow BookTok. I'm on TikTok a lot, you know, like most people. And I follow a bunch of book talkers. If you don't know what a book talker is, it's literally a hashtag section specific for books on TikTok, which is really cool because that's how I've actually learned about a lot of books that I never heard of, authors I've never heard of, and it gets me into different books that are popular or are beginning to become popular or those that people think are really a good read. And it's because of book talk that honestly, I thought about doing this podcast. Well, there's a series that I've already done a podcast on called A Court of Thorns and Roses, or ACOTAR for short, that has been a really heavy presence in book talk. And there's a character that has been really heavy in book talk that people have been bashing. Now, before I continue, I'm going to let y'all know that this podcast is going to have spoilers for this series like 100% spoilers specific on this character and how certain things develop through the three books that I'm going to talk about. Um, so if you have not read the series and you're wanting to read the series, do not listen to this podcast. Wait until you've read the series. If you don't care about spoilers and you want to know what you're going to be getting into, I'm kind of that person. I like to you know, have people tell me what's going on, so I'm not fully surprised just in case it's stuff that I'm just like, eh, I don't know if I want to you know, delve into that. So there you go, you've been warned. Um, so the character that's been bashed a lot is the character Tamlin. Now, for those of you who have read the, you know, books, you're probably going, yeah, Tamlin was kind of a, you know, bad person. He wasn't great, you know. He he was a jerk to fair. He was a terrible fiancé, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but was he? When it comes down to it, we look at Tanlin and we see him kind of turn into a villain. But personally, I don't think he was actually a villain. He wasn't truly a villain. He was what I would call a villain of circumstance. He was painted as a villain in book two, Miss and Fury, because of what he did. Um, and painted even more as a villain until the end of book three. But... He became a villain out of desperation. And by that, I mean, take a look at what happened in book one. Okay. At the end of book one, there was a lot of trauma that him and Fair experienced. A lot of trauma. I mean, he was essentially kidnapped and enslaved by Armantha. Granted, by choice, he chose to go there to protect his, his court, which you got to admit, that's a bit admi admirable. That really is. He did something that he thought he could do for his people. Okay? I mean, so he went. But he was essentially enslaved. He couldn't be with Fair. The one time that he snuck off, even Raysan was like, are you kidding me? He's like, you are going to ruin everything and you're going to put her in danger. Go away. I mean, he truly cared for Fair. All through book one, what was he doing? He knew that there was a curse on them and she was the only one who could break the curse correct yet he didn't push her into that granted he couldn't say anything but there are things that he could have done to push her in the right direction and to clue her in on what was going on he made it clear that he actually loved her in book one 
Hence why he pushed her away, putting himself and his court at risk for Armanta to protect her. Okay? That's, that's not the face of a villain. That's really not. In book two, you we talk more from Fair's point of view of the trauma that happened, them waking up from nightmares and everything, but her not bothering Tamlin because she knew he was having the same nightmares and everything, and she didn't know if he could really do anything. Under the Mountain changed her. It also changed Tamlin to the point where he became overprotective, and that is what essentially made him kind of a villain. But does that truly make him a villain? Or someone who's so in love that they're blinded by what they're doing? With that leaves the actual question was, well, does did he actually love Fair then? I mean, because he became overprotective, was it love or was it control? Personally, I would say yes, he did love Fair. However, his love became toxic. Rysan had said that Haifei had looked at their wives or their women in general as more property, you know, high lords and everything. Women were under them. A very old school construct that, you know, in society we can see in some ways um, in different areas in our own world. But I don't think that was fully the case with Tamlin. I think in some aspects he saw Fair as property, but he actually loved her. He loved her so much he didn't want to see her get hurt again. Okay? He didn't, in book one, he, like I said, he straight up let her go. Made sure that she was safe from Armantha, even though it put himself and his court at risk. I mean, he literally almost died in book one. Remember? I mean, she almost killed him because of Armantha's riddle. So that goes to the question of why the extreme, if he truly loved her? Why did he become so controlling? Why did he become so overbearing? What happened under the mountain? He watched Fair die. He watched her neck snap. If it wasn't for all the High Lords there basically giving her a drop of their power and turning her into Faye, she would not be alive. He literally watched her go through those trials, putting herself in danger for him, and watched her almost die, or actually watch her die and come back to life. That would make any person overprotective. He didn't want to see that happen again. He didn't want to see that happen again. Armantha may be dead, but there were other dangers out there. Now that she actually had powers from every Feylord, which granted, he doesn't find that out until a few chapters later. But now that those are, you know, becoming a thing, any Feylord will want to come and claim that power back, correct? So he wants to be careful. He wants to protect her. Does he go overboard? Oh my goodness, yes. He truly does. But that's what desperation does to people. When you love someone so much and you want to protect them, you become desperate. You do. You will become desperate to do anything to make sure nothing happens to them. To make sure they are fully protected and hold them close. You don't, you don't want to see anything bad happen to them. I know I don't. I'm the oldest of six. Anytime I saw something bad happen to my siblings, it drove me nuts. I didn't want it to happen. I wanted to protect them. I still do from all the negativity out there. And sometimes, yeah, it made me overbearing as an older sister. Granted, I wasn't this overbearing, but <laughs> I didn't lock them in the house like he did. He straight up locked her in a house out of fear. I understand what he did, but it doesn't excuse what he did. He did love fair. 
It just became a very toxic and controlling love. He just didn't see it. So then the question comes up, well, did Fair actually love Tamlin? If, you know, they both went through something similar under the mountain, wouldn't she want to stick by him? All through book one, we know that Fair truly loved Tamlin. In the beginning, very much so. She did. No one puts their life on the line to save someone if they don't harbor some sort of love for them. And she did. She truly loved Tamlin to the point where she risked her own life. She went through the trials and she wanted to save him and his people. You don't just do that for someone you kind of like. I'm sorry. I'm not putting myself in harm's way for someone that I kind of like. For my uh, fiance, most definitely. For my siblings, absolutely. Take a bullet for all of them. But not for someone that I'm just like, I think I love them. I don't know. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to take the chance. I'm going to say sorry, bye. <laughs> it makes me a terrible person. That's fine. Fair jumped right in. She found out where they were at. She was told that she would go through trials and she will let them all go. And she goes, bet, let's do it. She truly loved Tamlin. She really did. Now, I do honestly believe she should have communicated more. Now, granted, I do know that this is a fictitious story. If she communicated more and things changed, it would kind of ruin the story. And there wouldn't really be a book two and three, right? Um, or even book four with Nesta and... Um, I can't remember his name at the moment. I know it starts with a C. I'm seeing it in my head, but I can't say it for some weird reason. But Nesta and uh, Cassian. There we go. Nessa and Cassian. We do know that, you know, stuff happens with them. But she did love him. I do believe she truly loved him. We go on with asking, you know, well, why didn't anyone stop him? Well, there was a few people who kind of tried. Um, Lucian in a way tried the problem is is you're still dealing with a high lord he's still in control of everything so you can be like hey this isn't right and he can tell you to go you know go away screw you don't care what did bother me about tamlin the his pure blindness of it and lucian too lucian actually made me mad as a friend he should have fought more for fair and he didn't he straight up sided with Tamlin and was like, you know, he's doing his best. He has a lot of stress. Making excuses for him, for his toxic behavior. And you know what? A good friend doesn't do that on either side. A good friend to Tamlin would step up to him and be like, look, your woman is wasting away. Because she was. She was losing weight. Her dresses were constantly being refitted. It wasn't until she was constantly kidnapped by Raysan, because, yeah, that's technically what it was. It was part of the deal that they made under the mountain, but she was essentially kidnapped for one week out of every month. That she got color back into her face. She got uh, weight put back on to where she looked healthy again. And then every time that, you know, she went back, she started wasting away again. And for Raysan, who figured out that they were mates, that must have drove him nuts. Must have drove him nuts. It would drive me nuts if I saw that. I'd know. But Lucian makes me mad because he could have said more. He could have done more. And he didn't. He tries to tell her that, you know, he tried. He kept trying and everything like that later when she essentially runs away to the night court. Um, and tries to refine herself or rebuild who she is from under the mountain. Because, yeah, that was traumatizing. Super traumatizing for all of them. 
And because of that, Tamlin goes berserk. His desperation goes crazy to the point he goes to their enemies and makes a deal. Now, that's where I will say that Tamlin, in a way, kind of becomes a villain. Is out of his desperation and love for Fair. I don't think it had to do with control. I don't think it had to do with the fact that his property ran away and he had to have his property. I think it had to do with the fact that he was truly in love with her heart and soul. And she was with essentially his enemy. Bryce and him didn't necessarily get along. And he would do anything to get her back. Now, I will admit, I do think Fair went a little too far in book three. I liked how the story went. I do. Where she essentially destroys the court inside out. But the, here's the thing. She didn't have to do much. And that's why I felt like Tamlin was kind of a jerk by saying, you know, you just love to, you know, tear apart my court while you were here, didn't she? She didn't have to do anything. She really didn't have to do anything. She literally had to plant small suggestions. That's all she had to do. His court saw how he was treating her. He saw the bruise that he left on her. Granted, it wasn't on purpose. It was through, you know, a rage that had happened and she got in the way of some items that was flying through the air. Now, still not right. I'm not promoting abuse in any way, shape, or form, just to be clear. But she wore it. She made sure that people saw it. His guards saw it. His people saw it. And his people and his guards actually liked Fair. And they thought she was a wonderful person. And so... He himself essentially turned his court against him. She was just the catalyst. She didn't have to do much. She truly didn't. I feel like the court, especially once he went to Highburn, once he went to Highburn all over, I would have left too. If I was part of his court, be like, no, that's our enemy. What is wrong with you? One, if, if she's so important, go find her yourself and figure out what you can fix. When she came back, he tried to fix certain things. And he did that the first time around, too, when she came back from, you know, Rice and the first time around. And she was like, I can't do this. We need to fix something. And she did. She communicated. Problem is, is when she communicated, when she's like, I can't do this. We need to fix it or I'm gone kind of thing. He again went into a rage. The room, room like exploded and everything like that. And he got very emotional. That's a man of desperation. He was so desperate to keep her. And I don't. If, if it has to do with property, no. Someone who looks at a woman as property, when she's like, I can't do this, I'm I'm not going to go. My first thought is, okay, fine, there's one in a million of you. I'll go find another woman. Property is property. There's the smugness or the, you know, shame of, you know, your property disrespecting you or leaving or whatever, but you can get another one. The embarrassment goes away after a while. So I don't think with Tamlin it was actually property. I think he was just so desperate to keep her safe. I truly do. He becomes a jerk later, but you can tell he still actually loves her, actually cares for her, because at the end of book three, uh, A Court of Wing and Ruin, when Rysan dies, what did he say to her as he gives Rysan a drop of his power? He basically tells her, I hope you are happy. I hope you find happiness. He basically gives her his blessing. He admits that... He's not for her, that Rysand is her mate, whether he likes it or not, whether he loves her or not. He walks away. That's not a villain, guys. That's not. I think he was a character that was driven so much by his desperation and his love for Fair 
that he lost all sight of everything else. And that's so easy to do in our lives in general. I think that's actually a good, you know, lesson for real life, you know, education. I mean, it's one of those things that we ourselves can learn from. That even when we're very desperate to, you know, stop, take a step back, you know, take a step back and take a look at everything and be like, okay, what do I need to do? I have high anxiety, so I get desperate a lot of the times when I get overly anxious. And even my fiance has to go back and be like, hey, take a breath. Let's start from the beginning and see what we can do to help this. And we'll go from there. Desperation makes people do crazy things, especially people who are desperate and in love. Those are some two blinding emotions. Um, you do stupid things when you're in love. True thing. We've all done it. Okay, if you're in my age group, we've all done it. If you're younger, maybe not yet, but you might. We do things when we're in love and when we're so infatuated with someone that are stupid. We make stupid decisions out of desperation. When you love someone so much, you'll make stupid decisions. And his biggest stupid decision was joining Highburn. Now, we later learned that he essentially did that yes to find fair, but also as a strategic maneuver to get some inside intel. Um, from what I got from him, I feel like that was really half-hearted. I think his main focus was fair. Um, he did get some intel, especially after she left. Um, but he, I don't think he was a villain. He was just very blinded. If anyone, nah, I wouldn't even say Lucian was a villain. He was just a jerk. I feel like he just, he was giving into the toxicity that he shouldn't have given into. He should have stopped his friend and been like, hey, she's not doing good. You need to fix it. Or if, Lu if Tamlin wasn't going to fix it, he should have found a way to fix it. Either gone and talked to her more and be like, hey, what can I do to help? What, you know what, let's go writing. That way you're with me. Um, he can't get super mad because you're with someone. Let's, you know, go outside, get some air. We'll go to the fields. We'll do something to get her out and everything like that. It came to the point where she didn't even want to paint. That is a heavy depression. And Tamlin wasn't seeing it. She should have been happy. She truly should have been happy. Everything from under the mountain was over and done with. She was in the spring court. She was with her beloved. But because he was essentially choking her, her choking her surroundings and everything, she fell into a depression. She truly did. Not to mention the PTSD. When you go through something like that, you need to talk to somebody about stuff. You need to. And Tamlin didn't want to. He didn't want to face his own trauma. That right there is just toxic. Right there. Again, with communication. She should have forced more communication. Like she did that one night. Yes, I understand. The room exploded around her. But she got things fixed for a little bit. She should have kept... She could have pressed... She should have kept pressing. At night, she should have lit a candle or turned on a light and been like, hey, I know this is hard. It's like, but we need to talk about what happened under the mountain. And if he kept pushing it away, keep pushing back. Be like, we have to, it's ruining us. It's like, we're not the same people. We either need to figure out how we're still connected, how we still can be with each other, or we need to separate ways because it was killing both of them. The trauma was killing him. The trauma was killing her. And it was something that they truly needed to talk about and work through. I'm not even going to get in it with the priestess. Um, I 
can't pronounce her name. I always called her Inanthe in my head. I'm pretty sure that's not how it's supposed to be pronounced, but that's how I pronounced her name. I didn't like her. I thought she was crazy, and I thought she was a venomous viper, and she needed to go away. Um, we heard a lot about uh, her sisters, and to be honest, I don't like her sisters. I don't like her sisters, and I don't like her sisters as characters. Why? Because Nesta is supposed to be the oldest sister and Elaine the middle child. Again, I'm biased. I absolutely hate Nesta. Absolutely hate Nesta. As an older sibling, I cannot see putting my youngest sibling, who at the time that she started hunting and everything was like the same age as my youngest sibling, to go out and fend for the family. What? I don't care how prissy you are. As an older sibling, you do not do that. Nesta drives me nuts. She is an absolute b-word and i can't stand her everything she's snooty she's ungrateful she just i don't like her i like the fact that cassian has a thing for her i truly do i love the fact that he's always trying to fight that rage in her and it's great to me that is a dynamic that i love and i'll be honest i have not read the last book uh that has to deal with more of nesta and cassian um I need to go get it. Every time I go to go get it, it's out of stock and I refuse to go through Amazon. So give me time. I will. But I love their dynamic. I truly do. Elaine. Elaine is sweet. But again, she was an older sibling and all of my middle siblings, because like I said, there's six of us. Um, when things got hard, they stepped up. Now, granted, like I said, I'm very biased. I'm very biased. I'm I'm pulling this off of an older sibling or as an older sibling and from my middle siblings and everything like that. And that's it's not something that we would do at all. We would never allow our youngest siblings to fend for the rest of us. Are you kidding me? What kind of family is this? Not okay, period. Not okay. Nesta just she she just uh she grinds my gears. I don't like her. I don't like her as a character. I don't like her as if she was a real life person, she was someone that I would probably hit. Just because her arrogance, her snobbiness, her better than thou attitude drives me insane. Elaine, I will say that I pity slightly just because when they got turned into Faye, um her whole world crumbled. She was supposed to get married to someone. And that someone was a complete fey hater. I mean, when he even saw her, he not only wanted his ring back, but he basically told her that he would kill her if he saw her again kind of thing. And that's not only traumatizing, that's heartbreaking. They were engaged to be married. She was looking forward to that wedding. She was talking about it constantly. She was talking about it even as they were, were fey. Well, as much as she would talk. I do think it's great that Elaine essentially uh, gained visions as her power. Nesta's ability with like death and whatnot, that, that, mm, I don't know. Like I said, I need, I need to uh, read that last book and get, gain more information on that. Um, but like I said, I don't like Nesta particularly. She's, she's a B word and I don't like her, <laughs> but um, I would like to see if Lucian and uh, Elaine have anything that happened like i said i don't know if anything happens with that fourth book since it's kind of is a standalone without being a standalone um lucian and elaine 
because Elaine essentially becomes Lucian's mate. He's not right for her. At least not the way I see. I mean, he's gentle with her when he tries to talk with her. But he's not right for her. I think... Um, why am I ha struggling with character names right now? But I think our other Dark Knight, I'm going to call him, uh, who's beside Cassian, is a better fit. He's gentle with her. He knows actually how to talk to her. He knows how to be around her. I feel like he's perfect. He's perfect for her. Now, more, I like more as a character. Definitely she feel like she needs more character development if she were a real person. Um, stringing along two guys is not cool. One of them knows what's going on, the other not so much. That's not fair. She's getting, uh, what's his butt's name? I, I can't think of him for some weird reason. Need to grab one of my books. But she's, she's leading him on and that's not fair. Not fair to him, not fair to her. Especially when he can find happiness. She needs to cut ties. Especially since she's basically telling, you know, told uh, Fair in book three that she's basically a lesbian. She prefers women. She prefers female Faye. Okay, go be with female Faye then. Stop leading these two guys along. Like, just stop it. Go be with a girl. Go have fun. <laughs> Make that life decision. She's already broken all the rules. I mean, she has. She was supposed to get married. So what does she do? She, she goes and sleeps with some guy so she's no longer pure. And she paid for it. You know, she had a note nailed to her chest, basically. Almost killing her. When she was supposed to, you know, be with this person. Granted, these people were terrible. The Autumn Court sounds like terrible people. I don't, I don't ever... If I were to go into the Fey world right now, I would give them the middle finger and then run as fast as I could. <laughs> I just, no, I don't like them. They're me. Um, especially to do something like that. Man. I would probably live either in the, in the uh, um, Court of Night or the Winter Court. Or Spring Court. Those would be my three. No, no, no. Not Spring. Sorry. Uh, summer. Summer Court. Don't want to be around Tamlin. But. <laughs> I really would kind of like to see this um, trilogy become more. Um, I would like to see the story with Nesta and Cassian expand and have that be its own, like, trilogy standalone. I think that would be cool. Um, and same with Elaine. I would like to see more of their backstories and see them actually grow as characters. That, that would be really cool for me. And then maybe I won't hate Nesta so much. Maybe I won't dislike Elaine so much. Like I said, I'm gonna go get the fourth book. I'm gonna go read that one because I know it has to do with Nesta and Cassian and see if maybe that changes my opinion a little bit. But... I don't know. I don't know, guys. She's she's a royal. She's a royal word. That's for sure. Um, Rysand, though. I like Rysand. I have my issues with him. But I do like him. I do. I think he is great for Fier. Definitely the person she needs to be with. Um... They have great chemistry together. They actually have great character attraction. And I don't mean like physical attraction, just their personalities. It's great. I love the dynamic. Um, I really wish Tamlin hadn't become the way he had because I think him and Fear would have been good together. Not in the same way that her and Rysand are. 
but I think they would have been good together if he hadn't been the way he was. If he had found a way to essentially help his mental health, I think they could have been together. And it does make me kind of sad. When I read what he was doing, I almost threw the book. And that's not uncommon in my household. I have thrown a few books because of <laughs> upset at characters. But I think... I think they could have been good together. And I really wish he hadn't become the person that he had. It actually really makes me sad that he became the person that he did. Because and he was a good guy. He, he was at one point a good guy. And then everything changed. And Under the Mountain would change that. But he he just he went too far he went too far to the dark side if you will and he could not come back he really couldn't um which saddens me but for a character that we will probably never never see again i'm gonna pretend that you know the world is weird oh my goodness i cannot speak correctly today that the world is real and i wish him happiness i hope he finds someone in this fictitious world uh that'll make him happy because, you know, I'm a romantic. What can I say? <laughs> but so I think that's going to be it for this one, guys. Um, let me know if you actually like these discussional ones. And maybe I'll do discussions like every few episodes on series that we talked about and on characters and questions and everything. And if you have questions for that, I'll let you know when I'm going to do a discussion for a book. If you have specific questions that you want my opinion on, you want my answer for Um please let me know. Uh, send me a message on Podbean or on, I honestly don't know if I can get messages on Spotify and everything. Uh, I'm trying to find out, but send me a message. I would love to hear from you guys. Give me a comment. Ask me questions that you want uh, my answers for uh, that discussion. And I'll, like I said, I'll post it maybe a week or two in advance being like, hey, I'm going to do a discussional on this one in a couple of weeks. So if you have questions that you want me to answer for that trilogy or that series, let me know and I'll make answers. And for everyone, I will um, put a spoiler for those who haven't read ser the series or the trilogy and whatnot. Uh, so that way no one gets any spoilers that they don't want. Um, so that's it for today, guys. Thank you for joining me on my Akatar discussion uh, where we answered some questions or I gave you my answer to some questions on the series and on Tamlin. Um, I hope you guys have a fantastic day and I hope you go on to your next adventure. Have a good one guys.